everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about NFL. And Skibidi-Bobbidi King. I don't have a clue what that means, <laughs> but I'm good, thank you for asking. You know what it means. <laughs> I don't. The same as every week, how's it going? I'm good, I'm good, thank you for Excellent. Asking. Week five is done. It is in the book, yeah. Yeah. So, what we're going to do then, King, is probably talk about the games. I think we probably should. That's what we love to do. Given that's what everyone expects us to do. We only want to talk about games. And we, we try very hard only to talk about games, don't we, on this, this yeah, podcast. There's some stuff uh, stuff going in, on. Stuff in, encroachment, I think, is what they might call it if it was an NFL ref. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things we're going to need to address that aren't on-field related. Mm. But mm. we'll get to it as and when that happens. Absolutely. So Absolutely. We go with logic, and that starts with the Thursday night game, all the way back on Thursday night when the New England Patriots went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I love it when Thursday night games are on Thursday nights. <laughs> it always helps. That's my favourite. Despite turning the ball over twice, Tom Brady threw for 303 yards and one touchdown, and the Patriots held off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 19 points to 14. Mm-hmm. Neither of Brady's turnovers led to points for the Bucs, who were unable to do much offensively until the fourth quarter when their comeback attempt was shot down by two missed field goals by Nick Falk. The veteran kicker missed two field goals and an extra point before beating New York Giants on the last second kick last week, but he missed three more field goals Thursday night, including a 31-yarder, in yep. the fourth quarter that would have cut a nine-point deficit to six with just under six minutes to go. And yesterday, the Bucks placed Falk on IR with a minor injury, in air quotes, and have re-signed Patrick Murray, who kicked for the Bucks in 2014. Oh, okay. So, yeah, bye-bye, Falk. Yeah. Minor injury. They've got some <laughs> that, that minor injury was a lack of talent at yeah. <laughs> uh, kicking field goals and extra points. Yeah, it was consistency. And with his 186th career regular season win as a starter, Tom Brady has tied Brett Favre and Peyton Manning for the most by quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, he'll beat that this year. I'm guessing he might beat that. <laughs> I'll go out on a limb and say maybe by he'll next beat time we it. talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So thoughts on the game, King? Well, they simplified the defense. I think the Patriots, um, which was important, so we're getting torn up. Yes. Um, they did still allow 300 yards, which I think they're the only team so far this season that's allowed over 300 yards passing every game so far. Okay. Um, nice. So they need to need to address that. Yeah. Um, but Hightower coming back for them and getting healthy is going to be a big difference because he's a leader on that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they are just fantastic on offense. They're so balanced. They seem to have more weapons now, despite Gronk being out and despite Edelman <laughs> being out. Yeah, and Rex Burkhead it's, being out. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, it's super strange. And I know everyone hates them and think that they cheat and stuff, but they do. They do seem to get the rub of the grain. Like it's the two kicks that were missed were ridiculous. I mean that sh- that should have been a loss for the Patriots. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent should have. Been. That's on the Bucks being the Bucks. Yeah, of old. Yeah, and I, interestingly as well, we we talked him up this preseason, but I think I do think that Winston's having a really bad year so far. Um, he's mm. missing receivers. There was a few throws this week uh, this weekend that he should have hit. Frankly, uh, he's got big receivers. He's got talented receivers. I don't think there's you can question the the talent around him, but unfortunately, I think he's he's taken his foot off the pedal and for whatever reason isn't playing as consistently as he has previously. Mm. Um, which is disappointing because I think we're both I'm certainly a, a closet Bucks <laughs> fan but I um, 
I, I want to see young guys kick on and, and everyone be competitive. And... You know how much I like Jameis Winston. Yeah, you I've are. made no secret of my You're admiration. Fanboy numero uno. Yeah, <laughs> but he, um, yeah, he's not turning the ball over, which is great. But at the same time, I just don't think he's as dynamic as we've seen, um, or certainly showed he's got the capacity to be. So. Mm. Um, they need to look. At, he is a bit kind of Brett Favish, isn't he? Where he's so frustrating to watch because he scrambles about in the pocket, and you think it's all going to go to hell. And then yeah, yeah. he he is capable of making that miracle throw and, and getting to a receiver mm. as often as he is throwing an interception. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally agree. But I love watching it. Oh, it's entertaining. So, don't get yeah. me wrong, but it's uh, it's also incredibly frustrating for someone when there's games there to be won. Mm. Um, for him to go out, and... but this wasn't on Jameis. I mean, you know, no, it was uh, absolutely this was this was on the kicker. But um, Jameis, I think, could have put them to bed early doors. This is a team that you can, when you have a bad game, you throw for three hundred and thirty four yards. It shows how bad that defense is. Yeah, so Patricia's it's... there to be scored on. He, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he is. <laughs> I don't know why I was just turned on by that look you gave me. But I was. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, no, I agree. Uh, he's um, certainly someone who was like touted as being the next big thing, maybe the next head big. coach. But, no, um, but just he- from a head coach standpoint, like that. Okay. teams trying to go after him, him, McDaniel's. Um, you know, I think McDaniel's is saving Patricia at the moment, so I think it's uh, it's quite interesting. Mm. Yeah. And some slightly scary news for Pats fans is that Tom Brady has not been involved in practice for the first half of this week. No. He did get hit quite a few times against the Bucks. They've got a, a tough front seven. Mm-hmm. And he did go down a few times. He did get... They, they are worried about the hits he was taking. Yeah, Thursday. he did take a few hits. He did. It. It. I think it's precautionary. I've not heard anything about an injury. Um, no. It reminds me a lot of the San Antonio Spurs the last few seasons that... Tim Duncan basketball and again. Tony right. Parker and Ginobili were there when, when Popovich was resting them and he put the you have to put a reason he put the reason down as old age so yeah. it's, it sort of reminds me of of that really so, does Tom really need to play practice all through the week I don't think he does no I, I, do, I, I really, think his place is secure at this yeah, point yeah I don't think he does <laughs> I think the best game I've ever seen him play was the first week after his four game suspension so I don't think he does need to practice <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Let's move on from that Pat's victory, shall we? Yeah. Let's move on. Let's go on to Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start with uh, Sam Fran at Indianapolis. Okay. So after blowing a 14-point lead in the final eight minutes of regulation and surviving an interception in scoring position in overtime, Marlon Mack's 35-yard run set up Anna Vinatieri for a 51-yard field goal that saw the Colts beat the San Francisco 49ers 26 points to 23. Vinatieri, who at 44 is the league's oldest player, made four field goals to move into second on the NFL's career list, one ahead of Gary Anderson, who had 538. Okay. Uh, Mack and Jacoby Brissett each scored on touchdown runs for the Colts, who have won both games against winless teams. Yeah. They're the games you want to win. They are. <laughs> well, they're the games you absolutely should be winning. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's disappointing, really, because I think it was there for the Niners to win. Um Brissett made a couple of brilliant throws, though. Mm-hmm. He's re- he he is a really talented quarterback, and it's it's one of those things where we're always talking about Andrew Luck being that franchise guy when healthy. This could actually help the Colts, and they could utilize Brissett similar similarly to how the Patriots have used. I know Brissett was there, but <laughs> how they've used the likes of of Matt Castle and and Ryan Mallett and stuff, and and getting high draft picks. Okay, you think you might have shot Brissett again. Absolutely. I think that, obviously, you want to have a really solid 
back up and and we saw the drop off between well we see what happens with two other teams that have got backup quarterbacks absolutely we saw what happened with the Colts with Tolzien and also when Manning went out the year before they got Andrew Luck yeah Um, there is a massive drop off but when you've got a player of his standard who's there available and you look at the likes of Colts uh, sorry the um, Browns you know even the Niners the team they're playing against Mm -hmm. you know a lot of those quarterback coaches will look at someone like Brissett and see some of the throws he's making um, and think they could work with him so they could dangle that as trade bait try and maybe solidify the offensive line get another weapon on offence besides T.Y. Hilton yeah I'm not really sure what more luck can do than Brissett's currently doing in that team no now you mentioned a couple of minutes ago Peyton Manning mm-hmm. so he was there the five time MVP Peyton Manning was there at the game to be inducted into the Colts ring of honour yep and his familiar number 18 jersey was also retired yep uh, plus a 13 foot tall statue of Manning was unveiled outside the stadium although 10 foot was his forehead I was going to so. say so. <laughs> yep. Okay, you beat me to the punch there. Carry on. Very good. Yeah. So at halftime, he was on the on the field with Jeff Saturday. Mm-hmm. Took a snap and uh, threw a pass to Reggie Wayne in the end zone. Did he? Yeah. It took the full fifteen minutes of uh, of halftime yeah, to get say, there. He's, but, uh... he's not got much arm strength <laughs> these days, has he? And there was, of course, someone else at the game, albeit briefly, King. Yeah. Vice President Mike Mike Pence. Yep nickname Mike and uh, he left the game and it seems to be scripted that he left the game as soon as the anthem had finished yeah because he had a, a fundraiser over in California scheduled and the journalists were told to stay in the car as he went into the game so they were expecting for him to leave the game okay so it seems like he spent quarter of a mil of taxpayers money to uh, to protest a protest yeah he did um, a premeditated protest it's not with it's other not arrangements great. doesn't sound like a protest to me it just sounds no. like oh, do you know what I've forgotten I've double booked <laughs> I need to go um, yeah. this, this now comes I mean, we've, we've a couple of weeks we've managed to avoid talking about kneeling because mm-hmm. um, we don't really want to talk about kneeling we want to talk about the games but yeah. this has now come to a head where team uh, owners have now said that they want their players to stand during the anthem yeah and now Roger Goodell, everyone's favourite NFL commissioner, mm-hmm. has written a letter, strongly worded letter, oh, no. to say that players should be standing through the anthem. Yeah. Um, it's a tough one because I think that there's things, certain things the NFL could do um, to show that they're supporting you know, the, the, the valid causes that people are you know, protesting on behalf of. Um, you know, we've got breast cancer awareness yeah. month. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff for other things. You they? know, absolutely create something else there to to support the cause. But for for what be me? I I don't want to talk about this because I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not American and I don't live in America. Yeah. But at the same time, what bemuses me is a the vice president getting involved in this, mm-hmm. and like you said, spending taxpayers' money protesting a protest. Yeah. Um and oh it's just it seems just completely juvenile. Like I get it's an it's an amazing cause and that people are passionate about these different things and and there's going to be opposing points of view uh which I understand as well but I just surely there's got to be bigger deals than kneeling. I get the kneeling <laughs> is is a, is you know a, a 
is to do with a bigger cause but at the same time I just I just think that they shouldn't get involved in that sort of stuff and I think that's quite petty and ridiculous frankly that's yeah. my opinion <laughs> I love how that's you, me not you look that's look me flustered. not saying anything. I am <laughs> you've, you've tried very well there, thank you. I am flustered. I'm trying to, yeah. You're very diplomatic. I'm trying to more be diplomatic, diplomatic than certain uh, vice presidents potentially. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just don't agree with it. I think it's silly for him to get involved. Yeah, um, and with that, I think it kind of overshadowed the game. I mean, it wasn't an amazing game, but it did go to overtime. It seemed like it was never going to end. Yeah, and San Fran loves an overtime loss now. Yeah, they do. They do. I feel really bad for Shanahan because he's actually he. Hoyer today, was it 350 yards and, a t- and two touchdowns? And uh, that, is it Breda? Breda? He looked good, the running back. Yeah. He got 50 yards rushing, but he uh, he showed some bursts, actually, which I think Hyde doesn't necessarily have. No. Um, Hyde's a good well, goal back or red zone. He does have some breakaways, but that mm. that Breda, I'm going to call him. Um, Breda. Looked like he was absolutely rapid. Um. You no, know yeah. Carlos Hyde reminds me of is Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, very good between the twenties. Mm. Yeah, so he can bust a long run, but really around the red zone, you don't tend to see him get picked. No, no, but well, he does alternate years, doesn't he? Because everyone then overdrafts him in fantasy, mm. and then he well, he has one or two him. great games and yeah, overvalues the stock. But Mac was brilliant for uh, yeah for the Colts and Frank Gore. Did all right, you know. Yeah, Gore did okay. Matt, I was really frustrated on a personal level with Matt because I dropped him from my fantasy team two weeks ago. I thought I was being really clever picking him up. How did you do in fantasy this week? I won. Did you win? I did win. I don't know. I didn't check yours because I was so far ahead in my game. I didn't bother checking. No, no, I did win. Thank you. I did win. Um, We both won then. T.Y. Hilton, 177 yards receiving. That's ridiculous. (sighs) Absolutely ridiculous. So that was uh, was pretty impressive. (laughs) Yeah, he counted for over half of... uh, of Brissette's numbers for the day um, but yeah it was overshadowed as you mentioned it's overshadowed but Vinatieri what a ledge what a leg mate ice in his veins mm, what a leg and he is yeah bet the Bucks will show him I, bet, uh, I bet they do <laughs> let's move on shall we uh, so Cincinnati mm-hmm. AJ Green contributed to three turnovers that kept this game close but they also had the 77 yard touchdown another long catch the set up the go-ahead score on Sunday, rallying Cincinnati to a 20-16 victory over the Buffalo Bills in a steady rain-soaked Paul Brown Stadium. Uh, Dalton twisted his left ankle in the first half and finished the game with a limp, getting it heavily tapped, uh, taped sorry, at halftime. He got his ankle tapped. He got tapped and taped. <laughs> he was 22 of 36 for a season-high 328 yards. Bills tight end Charles Clay hurt his left knee when he was tackled in the first half. Reports are that he's going to miss multiple weeks after a knee scope. That's not good. No. No, because Clay's been good this season. He's been one of the go-to guys for Tyrod. He has. He struggled, frankly, after he, after he went out. 166 yards, one touchdown, one interception for him. Um, Sheddy had a, a reasonable day, 63 yards. Um, but yeah, I think that the difference was having that real elite receiver, AJ Green. I do have a bone to pick with him, though. Because mm. when he got caught, I think it was the second play when it went it went deep and it got popped out. He um he just had a sulk. I think with himself, right. I understand his frustration, but go and tackle the person or at least attempt it. Don't turn the other direction when the guy was ten yards away from you mm-hmm. and have a little sulk. Yeah, I know he came back and 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 more credit to him, frankly, for for getting out of his mind and coming back and catching another ball. But at the same time. 
I don't. If I was a coach, I wouldn't like that personally. Well, apparently, did you know that after the third um, interception off his hands, uh, Marvin Lewis went over and asked him if he was injured because he wasn't sure if he was actually physically oh, wow. hurt. And wow. uh, AJ said, "No, no, it's all right. I got it. I got it." He goes, "We'll go and win the game then." Oh well, that's probably better coaching than me because I'd have <laughs> I'd have put him in the locker room and made him. Watch I think you're the better than Marvin Lewis. Time. Don't sell yourself short. I definitely get past the first round of the playoffs. The <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Whammy. That's all I'm going to say. Um, the Bills are going to stay in games. They are they are a real tough test this year. Yes. Their defense creates turnovers. Hyde might be the best safety in the game so far this season. Mm. He's been brilliant. Um, you know, along with Thomas, best free agency pickup as well. Hooker's been brilliant for the Colts as a rookie. Yeah, but yeah, Hyde as a free agency pickup, I think, has been a standout. One of the best, maybe Claire's Campbell as well. You we could, could, yeah, argue. Campbell's up there. Yeah, for sure, that's a good shout. Um, um, but yeah, they have been. They've been working on that stingy defense, and then Stephen Hauschka scoring field goals to uh, to get the rub of the green. But mm-hmm. and they've only allowed thirteen point five points a game throughout the first four weeks. Um, but the combination wasn't enough this time, as Buffalo's depleted offense failed to take advantage of Cincinnati three turnovers. Yeah, it's, uh, they picked up a lot of wide receivers, and when we know it, they changed half their squad in the in the off season. Yeah, but they have lost a lot of you know. There's been a lot of injuries. On yeah, there. they have, and I think that's what that's why what I was alluding to really was the fact that the difference of this game, despite him him having three turnovers, was that real elite go to guy on the outside that you can just toss it up to. Yeah. Um, you know, with with Watkins going, and Watkins had a couple of decent games so far for the Rams this season. Mm-hmm. Um, with someone like him going, it's that's made a big difference. But they picked up Jordan Matthews, and he's out for the month. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, they've picked up a load of guys who would probably be very good number twos, but aren't necessarily number ones. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, again, the, ultimately it comes down to who who's got the best guys, and uh, the Bengals had the best receiver in the game, and that was the reason. Okay, let's move on then, shall we? Mm-hmm. So let's go to Philadelphia where Carson Wentz threw a career-best four touchdown passes and the Philadelphia Eagles continued their impressive start with a 34-7 to win over the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Wentz tossed three scoring passes on three consecutive attempts in the first quarter, including a 59-yarder to Torrey Smith, 11 yards to Zach Ertz and 15 yards to Trey Burton. He connected with Nelson Aguilar for a 72-yard touchdown in the third quarter that left six-time Pro Bowl cornerback Patrick Peterson shouting away on the sideline. Don't know if you saw that. But uh, he wasn't happy. No, I haven't seen that video. No. Oh well, it's how, just how... imagine Patrick Peterson just screaming on the sideline at uh, the nearest possible coach. So Richard Sherman. Basically, yeah, think of Richard Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, fair enough. That's just him. You know, he's he now needs to be a leader. The likes of Claire Campbell's well, gone. Yeah, you know, he's a professional, and uh, hmm. he doesn't like losing. No. And unfortunately, he's on the Arizona Cardinals squad right now. Yeah, they keep losing. And the Arizona's one-dimensional offense was held to just 279 yards in this game. Yep. The Cards have alternated losses and wins since week one. But let's have some good news for the Cards. Larry Fitzgerald caught a pass for the 200th consecutive game, King. That's the third longest streak in NFL history. Tony Gonzalez? Yeah. Marvin Harrison? No. No. Who's the GOAT? Who's the goat? Yeah. Oh, Jerry Rice. Yeah, Jerry Rice. <laughs> Obviously. I got you got the one that was closer. I got one of them, though. <laughs> you did. Tony Gonzalez is right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's some good news for the cards. That, yeah, it's uh, decent. That was good. Congrats to Larry Fitz, because he is an Ledge. absolute legend. Yeah. Yep. 
He's but, uh, a legend. Yeah, talk about are. a Philadelphia legend. I mean, Carson Wentz can't do any wrong, can he? Top five QB so far this season. He is a top five QB. Mm-hmm. He might be third so far. <laughs> right. I think. I was trying to work this so out. So top three QB? <laughs> top three. I th- yeah, but there's a toss up. Third. Have you thought this through? Yeah, I tried to earlier. <laughs> and I, I kept putting him third or fourth and I couldn't work out which one. But right. yeah, he's been absolutely brilliant. Have you seen their... Um, they, they, they were calling him Little Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. That's not fair on either of them. No, because Wentz the is 6'5". Yeah. He's a big boy himself. Um, he's fantastic. There's only two quarterbacks, I think, that can just make plays out of absolutely nothing um, that I've seen this season. Mm-hmm. And both of those both of those players are, or one of those players is Wentz, the other one is Aaron Rodgers. They are categorically the only two quarterbacks I've seen so far this season that when there seems to be a complete b- breakdown in their offensive line, they just seem to squirm back, forward, sideways, and then roll out and then just throw a laser. They've been on another level, those two, this year. So not Carson Palmer then? No. No. no? I think this was the first time ever, though, we've had two quarterbacks both called Carson playing against each other. Ooh, Carson I made off. That, I made that up. But <laughs> Carson I, Ball. Ca- I can't be far off the truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, that he needs to, hmm. he needs to go because he is he is like a plank of wood. He is so stiff in the pocket at the moment. Yes, um, he's just an aging dude, and we've seen it a lot. I'm, I'm not just picking on Carson Palmer. Rivers is the same. He doesn't look as mobile. Um, Roethlisberger absolutely looks like he's he's dropped a step this season, and um, Eli Manning is. To be fair, Eli Manning's been like that for about ten years, but he, um, he's, he's no Eli Manning as well as regress. So it's all those guys that are, sort of came into the league at the same sort of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to that sort of twelve to fifteen, if you, as long as your name's not, not Brady. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say. Yeah, you get to sort of twelve, fifteen years. Freak. He is mad. I don't know. I don't know. I still think it's the Brazilian supermodel. I think that's the only that's the only difference between him and he makes all his own food, doesn't he? Like grows all his own food. <laughs> Oh, if we yeah. find out what he's doing, if we find out what he's, we know what he's to. doing. It's it's Giselle, and that's, oh, that's, that's, look, that's come on, that's base. Sorry, <laughs> you're better than that. I, <laughs> I wouldn't be if she was here. I bet you don't even touch her. So what you what you're saying is the cards need an injection of of young blood into their ranks, right? Yeah, so they, maybe Adrian Peterson, yeah, the young I, buck. Did I call this as well last week? Well done, sir. I called it. Oh well, there you go. Adrian Peterson no has been traded to the Arizona Cardinals from the Saints for a late round pick in next year's draft. Adrian Peterson's stats so far: oh, twenty-seven me. carries, yeah, for eighty-one yards Boom. over four games. Boom. And of course, you've got to move out Chris Johnson for the ego. So, Chris Johnson has been released. He has. He has. For the ego. Well, the ego of Adrian Peterson. All oh, right, of course, yeah. Chris Johnson actually has been. Certainly, watching that um, All or Nothing series, you're actually a pretty humble guy. Yeah, even, like, so. <laughs> I think he realised what he was by mm. that point. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and to come back out of a retirement just to help out, I think you know, yeah, pretty exemplary for the guy. Yeah, no, good for him. Maybe deserves a jacket for it. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he had one good season. I think you're joking. Well, two good seasons, <laughs> maybe three. Yeah, um, yeah, I called that. And I th- knew that was going to happen. There was Glad no they way. Glad they put a pound on it. There was no way. Yeah, you lost a pound. You'd I can't afford that. Nope. It's um. <laughs> yeah, no. It. I. Well, I think it serves a purpose for two teams. Annoyingly, I think Peter- for Peterson, I think he wants to play for a, 
a team that's going to compete. And I uh, don't think the Cardinals are that team this season. Not this year. No. But, uh, yeah, they just need some young players. Mm. They, you, you can't have your best receiver. You can have a, your best tight end be quite old, but your best receiver can't be super <laughs> old. Yeah. And then, you know, you look at Reggie Wayne took a back seat to the likes of T.Y. Hilton and stuff. So it's it's passing of the torch. But who's he passing it to? They don't don't get started. On you know that. what I mean? So they've just got they've not got enough talent, and they've got a really good secondary. But all they have up front now is is Chandler Jones. Mm-hmm. Kandichi's done nothing so far. Jones mm-hmm. actually is having a, having a pretty stellar season. Um, but Matthew seems like he's he's a step off. Peterson looks like he's a step off. I like his fight though. I haven't got there yet. Mm. You never know. There's all those David Johnson plays set up for this season. So maybe Adrian's got a chance of doing something. Yeah, just being positive. Just being positive. I oh, know. Let's move on. To, should we move on to a game that you actually really must have enjoyed? Which one's that? So where Philip Rivers? Oh no, I didn't enjoy it because you, you know why? What? If we're going to have a rubbish season, you know what my rule <laughs> oh, is. Oh yeah, you want to finish up last. Finish last. Well, okay, you're, you're going to hate first, this game then. Last, All right, so this is a game you absolutely hated because Philip Rivers threw a ten-yard touchdown pass to Melvin Gordon with two minutes fifty-eight to play. And the Los Angeles Chargers mm-hmm. rallied to beat the New York Giants 27-22 to on Sunday in a game worthy of two teams that started the season 0-4. Really? Yeah. The touchdown pass was Rivers' third of the game and came three plays after Melvin Ingram had a sack, forced fumble and recovery against Eli Manning all on the same play at the Giants' 11-yard line. Yeah. Does he lead the league in sacks? Or is he second? I don't know. I think he's second. But yeah, he's having a really good season, Melvin Ingram. That play came eleven. Oh, sorry, four plays after Odell Beckham suffered a broken ankle and became the fourth Giants receiver knocked out of the game. OBJ had um, ankle surgery this morning or late last night. Right. Okay. Um, but that is him done as for the season. Yeah. Brandon Marshall's having ankle surgery today. Mm-hmm. Um, so is Dwayne Allen. Um, wow. Yeah. That's a that's a. Sterling Shepard went out of the game with a a leg injury as well but, um, they're hoping he might come back Beckham's the big one yeah of course even in a half I think he had nearly 100 yards receiving in a touchdown yeah he still had Burnt some points the up there he um, should he have sat out this season and done a <laughs> Dwayne Brown what Beckham he's asking at the start of the season to be the highest paid player in football well good luck with that and now he's got a broken leg so should he if he's demanding that sort of money I didn't even know about this I just I just think he came out, didn't he, and said he wants to be the highest paid player in football. I want to be the highest paid person on the podcast, but, you know, we well, don't always get what we want. No. <laughs> Shall I sit out a season? <laughs> if you want. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Beckham's injured next year, he can come and fill your spot. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, I, I really struggle with this kind of thing when a player's been, just on a personal level for him, I know he's a colossal pain in the arse a lot of the time, but at mm. the same time, he... Is no one can deny his talent. He's no. brilliant. Um, so one, it's a loss from that perspective because you won't get to see sort of creative celebrations and just amazing highlights. Um, plus, Eli Manning, he's having a bad season. No lost his best weapon, <laughs> mm. and every other weapon around I, him as I well. Don't know why I'm laughing, but he has lost. Them. <laughs> yeah, well, cool. um, should, we, should we talk about the games a little bit more? I've got some other stuff that I wrote down. Go on then. So Manning's attempt to rally the Giants in the final minute ended when he was intercepted by Trey Boston, just inside LA Territory. Great name. Trey Boston. This game was filled with errors and there was a combined 21 penalties. 
Rivers 21 of 44 for 258 yards and Manning 21 for 36 for 183 yards. Each missed open receivers deep. The Giants got a safety when Chargers centre Spencer Pulley, great name, mm-hmm. uh, snapped the ball from the seven-yard line before Rivers was ready, forcing the quarterback to toss the ball out the back of the end zone. And each team converted the point after that hit the upright and bounced the right way. Uh, referee Jeff Chipper also announced San Diego on the call. Why can't they get it? You know? well, I think people are just hopeful, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> They're just hopeless romantics. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's a messy game. It was a messy and game. It's only going to be talked about for the injuries now. As you said, yeah, absolutely. But as you said, it was two zero and four teams. Did you expect? What do you expect? <laughs> Fireworks. Do you know what I mean? It's um, it's bad. I like our front though. Now Bosa's, Bosa's got four and a half, maybe five sacks so far this season. Mm-hmm. Ingram's got uh, Supermel seven and a half, which I think puts him second behind Lawrence Dallas. He was great again. I mean that that all in one play that he did was mm. just special. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he's actually benefiting from how good a season Bosa had last year. And how bad Eric Flowers has been this season as well. Yeah, true. That line has been appalling. Oh, horrific. He looks like he's underdressed the whole time, so I kind of feel bad for Eli, but he... um not going to start laughing, are you? We've got... No, we're not. <laughs> no, I've got that out now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you know what I was most annoyed at? It was front. Evan Engram. Why didn't he step up? I mean, he's literally a wide receiver. They've yep. lost everyone else. That was the time in the game where they should have started targeting Engram. Yep. He got zero points for fantasy. I know that. Yeah, he's on my team. He is on your team, yeah. But, um, you know, that's I was expecting it. I was quite high on him as draft stock before the draft happened. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was expecting some big things out of him, especially when everyone else around him has you know, fallen away. Yeah. That's when you need that, that rookie to step up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're, um, yeah, they're not... Sort of, he's he showed some glimpses. He's made a couple of good catches. But I think that Eli doesn't really look at him, does game. he? He's got uh, all the other ones to look at first, and so maybe there's just not that connection's not there yet. No, he seems to get sort of two or three catches a game for about forty yards, which is you know, which is okay for most tight ends. But I think you know when there's when there's people dropping like flies during the game, absolutely chuck it up to him. You look um, what Rivers is doing on the other side with Hunter Henry. Yeah, even in his rookie season, yeah, was was playing second fiddle to Antonio Gates once. You know, um, Gates sort of slowed a bit towards the end of the season once he'd taken some knocks. Henry mm-hmm. was getting all these red zone tar- red zone targets, even as a rookie. And this season, he just seems to make him be making really key catches. So, if Ben McAdoo doesn't want to get fired next week, he needs to keep them in a, a room together. Just lock them together in a room. Yeah, yeah. The I, entire week. I completely agree. He um he's not too dissimilar body wise to Marshall, frankly, except mm. probably faster at this point. Oh yeah. Um yeah, Marshall's a massive guy arguably could pay tight end um, you know and, there, and there's an argument for Ingram for Ingram coming out that he was actually going to play wide receiver sort of almost a Kelvin Benjamin Devin Funchess mould with, with Carolina mm-hmm. um, so yeah they they need to start targeting him more with uh, with the losses you know key losses to Marshall and especially to OBJ I mean you hate winning as much as I hate losing so we better get the Steelers game out of the way as well I, I only hate losing when when we're rubbish <laughs> what I hate, you hate winning. winning I hate winning when we're rubbish yeah because then just go and get first overall pick <laughs> you know what to do with it if you got it I'm the worst fan ever <laughs> <sighs> uh, so here we go time yeah. to grip my teeth go on then. Jacksonville beat the Steelers for the first time in a decade by relying heavily on the NFL's top ranked pass defence the Jaguars picked Roethlisberger off five times in all and sacked him twice 
Rookie Leonard Fournette ran for 181 yards, King, and two touchdowns for the Jags, who are over 500 after five games for the first time since 2010, and they've already matched their victory total from 2016. I It's the first time I've seen the Steelers get bullied. Yeah. The Jags, 15 takeaways uh, on the season now. They managed an NFL low 13 while going 3-13 in 2016. Mm-hmm. A lot of numbers, but... More sack, or more uh, turnovers already Basically, than last year. Massive progression on that defensive side. Yes, and Blake Bortles passed for just ninety-five yards and a pick. Mm-hmm. But the way Fournette ran the ball and the defense pushed the Steelers around, it hardly mattered. I've got something for you. What? Who threw for more yards to the Jaguars? Was it <laughs> Bortles with ninety-five yards, mm-hmm. or was it Roethlisberger? Are we going higher or lower than 95 yards? Which means through to the Jags. I mean, what, the interceptions? Yeah. Who had more yardage? Oh, it's going to be Roethlisberger, isn't it? Because one of them was at least a 31-yard. Yeah. Roethlisberger had 102 yards throwing (laughs) to the Jaguars. If you add those stats to his other ones, it's not that bad. (laughs) How bad is it that he threw more yards to the Jags than the Jags quarterback? Sorry, I had to say that. The Steelers led 9-7 to in the third quarter. Roethlisberger looked for Brown. First Telvin Smith, then Barry Church ran back interceptions for scores, which meant the Jags had turned a two-point deficit into an 11-point lead without taking an offensive snap. And then the final score was 30-9. to um, That really killed us because, like I said, it was, it was an annoyingly tight game mm-hmm. all through the first half, but we were winning it. You were, but you could not stop Fournette. And it was one of those no, we things. No, you, we couldn't stop for that. You could see it though. One, obviously, Roethlisberger was spraying it all over the shot. Mm-hmm. But two, Fournette was bullying you, and that's what I mean. It's the first time I've, I think, ever probably seen a single player bully a team or a Steelers team. You guys are normally just, you know, with the likes of Harrison and Polamalu back in the day. Like you had this air about you, this air of confidence, mm-hmm. this aggression, um, this sort of bully mentality. But he's calling out players and couldn't come and then come at me. Yeah. And, you know, you can do that when you're rushing for nearly 190 yards. But it was one of those things where I could just see it happening and was just thinking, this is not going to go well for you down the line in that game, just purely for the fact that he was, he's so physical. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he's he's getting better and better, isn't he, as well? No, he's been fantastic. He's been great from the start. In, his fir- oh, in the first amazing. game, but yeah. five now that's sorry six touchdowns things in five games. Yeah, it's amazing. He's been, he's been absolutely, but he is their offense. They've gone. Let's take out. You know, they made that joke, didn't they? How many? Who's? Um, they asked the head coach to start the season. How many times did they want to see Bortles throw in a game? And he said zero. And everyone laughed, thinking it was a joke. <laughs> he threw. He made one passing attempt in the second half. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, ninety-five yards and a pick mm. was Bortles' stat line in this mm. game. Uh, so. Yeah, exactly. They didn't need to. No. But we were we were holding them off for the majority of the game. It was just a real, really, really, really sloppy few minutes. And uh, it went the, went the hell in a handbasket. Yeah. What do you, so, think, what do you think about Roethlisberger but, saying after the game that he thinks he's <laughs> lost it? No, he I'm was, being serious. Okay, serious he, well, look, he was frustrated. People, what players say straight after the game should be taken with a, a mountain of salt. Oh. For all different reasons. We need to talk about that later. What? <laughs> it wasn't salt that guy was taking. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, you, you can't read too much into that. You're frustrated. You've had a terrible day at the office, mm-hmm. and people are just going to be asking you the most stupid questions. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the same questions you always get asked at the end of every game. 
whether yeah. you've won or lost. You know, it's the same couple of questions, and that's it. So, when you've been in the league for what is it, thirteen, fourteen mm-hmm. years or something, then yep. um, you're probably gonna get quite tired of that those kind of questions. So he just throws out anything. So today he's had another interview where he said, "Okay, yeah, I got I'm a, I'm a gunfighter and I lost." But I'm a cowboy today, and I'll come back and start shooting again this weekend. So awesome! Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, whatever. You know, you're gonna have bad games, and the, yeah. the problem is, you can't take anything away from what the Jags did in this game. The Jags are a, a much more of a Jekyll and Hyde team. I think they they remind me a bit more of the Redskins last year, where they could win a game then lose a game. You know, they could be physically dominating mm-hmm. one week and then throw some sloppy stuff the next week and, and lose a the game they should have won. Yep. So they're almost consistent, but they're very Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. This week, they were completely on it. The defense was hawking. Um, yep. Take nothing away. They were great interceptions, and they you know, they did everything they were supposed to do this week. Yeah, they, they actually remind me of um, of the 2002 Buccaneers, frankly. That, yeah. that defense especially. They've got Telvin Smith, who's like Brooks in the middle. Mm-hmm. He's playing fantastic, reads the game well, and is lightning quick. Might be the fastest player on defense, despite yeah. being an inside linebacker. Yeah. Um, you've got Calais Campbell up top, who's their sort of Warren Sapp equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got guys on the outside. Fowler's starting to step up now. Um, you know, after missing his rookie campaign uh, in his third year, so that's that's a real positive for them. You've got Ramsey, who's Miles Jack. Ramsey is ridiculous. I think. Oh, what was I? There's. A boy and Ramsey are two when targeted have the highest turnover percentage. Yeah, that's right. In the league. I saw that stat as well. Yeah, it's astounding. So you've got Ramsey, who's, who's just a beast. A boy who's, who stepped up and played fantastic. Who did you mention, sorry? Miles Jack. Miles Jack, yeah. He's, um, you know, coming off the injury. Disruptive. He's, I think is the best word for is, him. He is, absolutely. And and he's head, head smart as well. You saw last week where he picked up that ball and everyone else stopped and he just started running mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. You know, the guy just plays whistle to whistle, which is what you want as a linebacker. So. They've got some real talent there. It's um, they've made some real good pickups, and, and Campbell's added that maturity and and leadership. I like Doug Marone as well as a coach. Yeah. I think he obviously had some problems in mm-hmm. Buffalo with his ego potentially, but uh, yep, it's uh, the Jacksonville's game. Something um, then moving away from that game, mm-hmm. but not completely away. Just some Steelers news was okay. that Super Bowl Forty Three MVP Santonio Holmes. And the Steelers will host a press conference today to confirm his official retirement as a member of the Steelers organization. Oh. So Holmes was the Steelers' first round pick in 2006. Actually moved up to get him in the first round. He was traded to the Jets in 2010, so straight after the Super Bowl. He was traded for a fifth round pick to the Jets. Um, He also had a brief stint with the Bears. His uh, career stats were 6,432 receiving yards and 41 touchdowns. Yeah. All anyone cares for Santonio Holmes is about one of the best that catches catch. in Super Bowl history. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, amazing. Get that catch. That was the original <laughs> toe tap. Before yeah. that, I don't remember people people toe tapping. No, it was yeah, incredible, mm. incredible game. Two thousand nine, beating the Cardinals, and uh, yeah, he was the the rightful MVP for that catch. So, thank you, Santonio Holmes, for your albeit brief <laughs> three year service. And, yes. Uh, yeah, that's quite nice that he came back to be a Steeler for it's his interesting. Uh, so did, retirement. Did he not play as many, if not more, years for the Jets? No, he went there in 2010, but he only stayed for a couple of seasons, I think. Oh, and he? then okay. he went to the Bears for one. Okay. He had a lot of problems off-field. Right. Okay. <laughs> we won't get into that too much. But, uh, yeah, if we'd been around back then, he would be on friendly watch a few times. Yeah, he, uh, he would have. He was a naughty boy. He was no good. That's you know not good for him retiring where he wants to. So that's yeah. nice. 
Let's go on then to ah, the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. Mm. What a game. The Browns squandered four scoring opportunities during a sometimes comical and difficult to watch first half in which they dominated statistically but couldn't get out of their own way. Correll fumbled a pitch inside New York's 10. Gonzalez missed two field goals and Kaiser threw an interception at the goal line as the Jets beat the Browns 17-14. to Yeah. Browns head coach Hugh Jackson decided to bench Deshaun Kaiser for the second half and Kevin Hogan threw a 21-yarder to rookie tight end David Njoku and a 41-yarder to Duke Johnson in the final two minutes to pull the Browns within three. Also, Miles Garrett finally got some game time and recorded a sack on his first play. First play in the league. But it no was... games, no training, no preseason. I know, crazy, isn't it? What a ledge. But it was the ex-Brown QB, Josh McCown, who finally recorded a win at First Energy Stadium. He was 0-7 at home when he played for Cleveland. So he finally got a win. Oh, good for him. But not with the Browns. No. <laughs> Real... Obviously, congrats on the win to the Jets fans. Yeah. Um, and players as well. Um, and that's um, unfortunately where the, the, the positive... To be fair, your defensive line's fantastic. They're causing mass disruption. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, to be honest, that's probably where the, the positives end for the Jets. They were dominated in this game by a Browns team that had... That must be kicking themselves after <laughs> yeah. losing this game. Cooking Gonzalez. I'm sorry. You, all you need to look at is the two turnovers... Within the ten yard line from the uh, from the Cleveland Browns, one was actually quite a well drawn up play, just a toss that was slightly too far in front. Yeah, it wasn't really ready. It was like an op- read option play, but a toss option rather than a um, throw. You know, yeah, yeah pull yeah. it pull away kind of thing. Like a pitch, a pitch. Yeah. So um, that was you know that was one, and then the the sort of stupid interception, frankly, as well um, in the red zone. I'm, I'm not shocked they pulled Kaiser despite him leading them into the red zone but not actually putting points on the board um, but they had a chance to get a field goal and they decided to go for it instead yes on the fourth down um, and did you see he said that he was um, today he came out and said that he was pressured by defensive players to so, go for to it to go really? for it. what I wouldn't have thought Hugh Jackson would be pressured by a defensive player that's what he said and who have they got on that defence that could that could pressure him I'm sorry your best defensive player has played 60 minutes yeah <laughs> <laughs> and right Jamie Collins maybe he's the best player on defence but he's injured but he's injured so who else Joe Hayden oh no he's no he's the Steelers, Steelers yeah. who else you got on uh... defence that's a leader that can maybe have a word with a coach and persuade him there is no one ridiculous There's so no one. I, when I heard that I was really shocked um, so I'll get, never have a go at you for going for it on fourth down. I'm not having a go at him, but I'm having a go at him if he's been persuaded by defense. Un, un, <laughs> never <laughs> heard that before. In defense, yeah. Um, you it's know, not what I was they, thinking. They, on they fourth made some down, plays, though, actually defensively. It's not what I thought they should have done on fourth down, King. What throwing Miles Garrett? Yeah, good luck like stopping with, him. Like they do with with um, JJ Watt mm. a few years ago to put him at tight end. Yeah, or use him as a running back. Yeah, he's better than Corell's going to be at the goal line. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. He was great. There's, there's some real positives to the Browns, which are Garrett looked fantastic. Two sacks on his debut. Yeah, he ho- hopefully will galvanise the other players around him. Yeah, you'd hope so. Um, and also, Njoku looks like he could be the, in the next wave of real elite Titans in this league. Yes, he looks absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Amazing catches, steady pair of hands. Is you know willing to go in the trenches and block. Mm-hmm. He he looks really really impressive. Yeah, you wonder so, why they got rid of Barnage. Well, there's the answer. That's yeah. The answer is you've got um, a more athletic and cheaper option in in uh, Njoku. Mm. 
Um, but you know, good good win for the Jets, nevertheless. Yes, another loss for the Browns. Silly loss. Yeah, Silly this loss. is this is more annoying, I think, mm-hmm. than Steelers and Jags. Like I can I can take getting beaten by a better team on the day. Yeah, 100%. but this one they should have won. Yeah, it's you the ones were... when you you kicked yourself in the in the nuts, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like the Browns actually played good football this weekend, whereas like yeah. you were dominated. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Oi, you must feel oh, better about. Yeah, let's just not talk about that. All right, much, sorry. But... No, I thought we were. <laughs> Son of a. Sorry. No, I just thought that's what you were saying. Kind of. You know, you know. Not being dominated, but oh, you know, okay. like... <laughs> well, you know, that's what you're saying. But um, yeah, it must be super disappointing for the Browns. Yes. Super disappointing. Yes. Less safe. For the I'm Steelers. annoyed for them. Less safe for the Steelers. More safe for the Browns, as we said. <laughs> I'm not saying we're not annoyed. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on to Detroit. Yep. Where the Panthers scored 24 straight points after trailing the Lions 10-3 early in the second quarter. Detroit rallied but couldn't get the ball off Newton on his last drive as the Panthers left Ford Field with a 27-24 win. That's good. Good game. Cam was 26 of 33 for a season high 335 yards. On perhaps the game's key play, he converted a third and 19 from the Carolina 24 with a laser 17-yard pass to Kelvin Benjamin with two minutes left while clinging to a three-point lead against a team that was out of timeouts. Yeah. It was uh, an impressive day for Cam after a less than impressive pre-week. Yeah. Super impressive game from Cam, actually. Um, I do think he needs the various phrase, but that's just an observation. <laughs> I just watch him play. I'm like, oh my god! Just we can't say this every week. I I will say it every week <laughs> until he changes. But no, he was absolutely brilliant. Like you said, 26 to 33 for 355 yards and three touchdowns is a stat line anyone would be pleased with. So uh, you've got to congratulate him there. Um, he was under some pressure um, of his not, own making. Not yeah, yeah, absolutely. There wasn't huge amounts. I don't think of of. Of pressure from the Lions, he he sort of tended to create himself. <laughs> he was moving in the pocket, just tended to go the wrong way. Maybe but, it was Danone just putting the pressure yeah, on, you know. But based on those stats, you can see that he actually handled himself super well, which is good. Um, I think they need to get McCaffrey involved a little bit more. They, mm. They've invested a first round pick in him, and I think rushing the ball, he got three carry. Um, what was it? Three attempts for seven yards. Yeah, come on, guys. They're still using Jonathan Stewart, come aren't they, guys. as the, the yeah. feature running back? Yeah, because he had twenty-one yards. <laughs> so it's um, but as you said um, that Dixon came out of nowhere and had himself a game yeah 175 yards receiving. old Ed Dixon yeah what a ledge so yeah good game from them brilliant game from uh, from Cam Newton um, but Stafford oh my god did he look in pain that guy's tough as hell mm. he was limping around you know, we've seen him where he dislocated his shoulder and carried on playing. So yeah. uh, no, it was, it was a good game. The, defensively, I think the the Panthers looked like the difference, but you know Stafford tried to keep them in it. Keekley was on a bit of a mission, wasn't he? Yeah, he seemed pretty fired up for that game. He was super fired up for the game, um, which was great. Uh, and I think he actually uncharacteristically missed a couple of tackles mm. where he was flying. I think he was just trying Two, to get these big hits. Yeah. He was major hyped. And yeah. I was just like, chill a little bit <laughs> and be a little bit more calculated. But no, you want to see that fire and fight. He's the leader there. And and I think his him being out with the, the head injuries last season made a massive, was a huge dent in that defense. And, and him coming back, you can see they've stepped back up to the form they were in when they got to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just out of interest for you, King, Charlotte Observer reported Jordan Rodriguez was not working in the Fordville press box during the Panthers-Detroit uh, Lions game. Why? 
Well, Rodrigo asked uh, Cam Newton last week, didn't she, about wide receiver Devin Funches route running on Wednesday. Oh, right, yeah. Where then Newton laughed and said, It's funny to hear a female talk about routes. Like, it's funny. Yeah, did you hear his apology as well? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> it didn't stop um, Danon from uh, pulling their sponsorship with him and giving it to Dak Prescott. Oh, also. Awesome. So he's now no longer hawking uh, yogurts. Protein yogurts. Yes. <laughs> Now um, Dak Prescott's uh, chance. Oh, good for Dak. Good yeah, for, good yeah. for Dak for not making fun of uh, females for talking about routes. Everyone said that was bad. Jeez, just don't be stupid. Mm. Um, yeah, really silly comment from to make. And actually, the apology. I know people expected there to be. I've listened to a couple. I was listening to ESPN um, PTI on ESPN, and they were talking about how they all they expected was a. A red statement by someone within the organisation. Yeah. That had clearly been written by the organisation, and they were quite pleased that it was almost like a heartfelt sort of speech. I did, am I missing something? It it just. I know what he's saying, but that felt like uh, like a, a self promotion rather than an apology. <laughs> it did feel a bit like he was acting. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sh- I I want to take him at his word. I'm but sh- you know, I'm sure he's he's. Um, I would have preferred if he'd just gone. Look, okay. I was I was being stupid. I've just been in the locker room full of guys mm. joking about, and then you go outside, and then you're not expecting to to speak to many women, and just yeah. to hear that, I just I don't know. Yeah. I was just being stupid. Mm. But he went into a whole big rambling bit about kids, and yeah, being you know, forgiving. it just seemed a bit like he was going away from just giving an apology and saying yeah. he was an idiot and just moving on. Yeah, it felt a little bit self-aggrandizing. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But, you know, whatever. Well, well, it's happened. Um, it's done. What else she, can you do? So is she going to come to other games or is she not? Well, I hope so. I mean, that's her job is to uh, yeah to be there. But um, I'm sure she will. Let's hope so. But on that note, let's move on because we don't want to talk about games rather than about yeah. stupidity after them. Uh, let's go to Miami. Jay Cutler was repeatedly booed while struggling through much of the Miami Dolphins' 2017 home debut. It's been so long because of uh, Hurricane Irma. But his fourth quarter touchdown pass helped them overcome another dismal offensive showing Sunday to beat the Tennessee Titans 16-10. to The crowd chanted repeatedly for backup quarterback Matt Moore before Cutler finally got Miami going with a 58-yard drive capped by a six-yard touchdown pass to Jarvis Landry for the tie-breaking score. Yeah. What a waste of talent that is. When they kept shouting, we want more, they probably didn't understand what they were talking about. No. So. We want more Cutler. More. We want more. By that I mean Matt Moore and not more Cutler. Thank he's, you. He's a bit of an icon there, Matt Moore, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He, they, they keep asking for him. They did it last season with Tannehill as well. Yeah. I and Gase just... mentioned it after the game. As well, like, I'm not going to be putting in quarterbacks based on uh, what the fans want. No, he's um yeah, he's not John Fox. Um No. Ooh, twice. Twice John. That, Johnny I? Fox. Did I not call it? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Um but he Yeah, well I, I think it stemmed from the Hard Knocks appearance where he, it was Tannehill's rookie year. Yes. And he got dropped and he was still super supportive of him. And I think yeah. everyone sort of like went oh, like Matt Moore. I quite like Matt Moore, yeah. He's he's a solid well, he's a backup quarterback. Yeah, he's a solid backup as well. He's better than say uh Matt Castle as yeah. a backup quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Or or Jay Cutler. Or Brandon Whedon. <laughs> so on that note, Tennessee played without quarterback Marcus Mariota and replacement Matt Castle went twenty one for thirty two for hundred and forty one yards and was sacked six times. 
Tennessee totaled 188 yards and went two for 13 on third down. Yeah. The whole team, 188 yards. Nothing from DeMarco, nothing from Derek Henry, nothing from Matt Castle. Shock horror. Yeah, that's not good. Cutler went 12 for 26 for just 92 yards. And the Titans had a 59-yard touchdown reception by Delaney Walker negated by a pass interference penalty on Johnny Smith. And Miami's touchdown came on a fumble recovery by Rashad Jones when everyone else stopped playing. Which was really weird. Yes, I did see that. Just... So I got a bit of a problem with this. It went about 10 yards forward, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a bit of a problem because the right. refs love stopping a play. Yep. I, I was of the opinion that whatever they do... Run it in if you if you're the defense you pick it up run it in because I mean All even if you, plays are doesn't anyway. matter they're going to review it mm-hmm. and you might just get that result yeah there. whereas it's the ones where they go oh actually yeah I think it's an old school refing thing though because it well, it never used to be all scoring plays were reviewed Re- no that's, that's right in the last few years that's happened it's actually this season I think it's Was all it? scoring plays yeah. yeah so it's it's you know it's, it's certainly one of the first years and it's um so I think they've still got this old old school mentality it's like no we'll, we'll blow it dead. And then if someone wants to challenge it, no, there's a free challenge there for teams, and actually, then mm-hmm. every no one can argue with it. Yeah, if it's been reviewed, you know, no one feels hard done by because you're not burnt a timeout or wasted a challenge. Yeah, or sort of you know had had to wait for a challenge or burn a timeout or etc. If you've got it wrong, but everyone's comfortable with the decision, and you can just move on. Then I think I, yeah. I, I, I'm totally with you. I think they should let it play out, wait till the 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 ball is completely on, you know. The play is completely stopped. See, I think they've been doing this for health and safety reasons. I think they okay. try and blow it dead as soon as possible to stop anyone from getting hurt on a when the offense is yeah. now suddenly the defense. Yeah, I mean Taylor the one after the game could have, was swearing that he'd heard a whistle blow, but maybe that's just because you expect to hear a whistle go. Yeah, um, potentially. But, I don't know. But I yeah, know. For whatever reason, everyone else stopped, but Rashad Jones was did the clever thing and picked it up and ran it in. Yeah, yeah. because why not? Yeah. And I Taylor Taylor one's my guy, so I don't he I is. don't dispute what he heard, but it's um you know, I, I I think he either way you shouldn't hear it. I think that was the way the play should have gone. Yeah. And it absolutely was a fumble it was absolutely returned for a for a touchdown. So it's um it was just really it's the first time I've seen a fumble go about but twenty yards in the a air. A little forwards. bit suspect. But, uh, yeah. I, I think it was definitely a fumble. Mm, I think it was. Well, the Titans aren't too happy about it. Oh, they wouldn't be. And I think they're right not to be, because <laughs> otherwise, it'd be bo- the game would be boring. Exactly. This exactly. is, however, I think the first week ever I've seen two quarterbacks throw for less than 100 yards. And both of them yes, stay in the game for the whole game. Terrible quarterback in. Um, and our source for all things Titans, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Wyatt, has been reporting on Marcus Mariota's um, recovery. Right, okay. Saying he's doing a little bit more every day in terms of on the treadmill, but he is out this week well oh. they say it's a game time decision but he's almost certain you're going to be out we trust Jim because yes he's so wise he is well he's completely in there with the team he is there's no. no one closer that sounded sarcastic because I tailed off I, I, was, <laughs> no, no, yeah, I was actually yeah. being serious <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yes okay well fingers crossed to get back on track yeah this is just kind of a blip of a win for Miami in, in what's probably going to be an absolutely abject season they look comp- they look devoid of everything really this is just a, a freak play with Rashad Jones and the Titans being so inept at quarterback that uh, yeah we, we managed to get a win out of them we, I, I've said a, a number of times over the last couple of seasons I think the Titans have actually got one of the better off- offensive lines in the league yeah um, and it shows what a difference having 
a, a sort of change at quarterback has on the dynamic of your offensive line. What yeah. you're, where you're blocking, where you're protecting. Um, you know, because you look at the amount of sacks they had this this week compared to the amount of sacks they've had uh, last season on Mariota. It was sort of it's it's there's a massive difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> okay. And uh, before we move on from this game, mm-hmm. we're going to talk uh, O line. Oh. Well, or white line news. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Miami Dolphins offensive line coach Chris Forrester resigned on Monday, a day after a video surfaced, I should say, of him snorting a white substance while apparently working for an NFL team. Why white saying, substance. Why is everyone saying white substance? He was having a line of cocaine. In fact, three lines of cocaine. Cause I well, these it. days, it's usually cut down so much, it's not even cocaine. But uh, anyway, that's uh, besides the point. Besides the point, King. Yes, he was being naughty. Mm-hmm. They're not sure exactly when the video was made. Either way, it seems he was working for an NFL team because he was talking about going in and out of meetings at the time of the, when he was talking about it on the video. Yeah. And he's just resigned. But of course, I'd I can't be- strike up felony watch because he's a rich white guy. So <laughs> I don't know about any criminal charges on this one. No. No. I've not heard of any criminal charges being filed. No, it's also super tough to prove it on a video and also super tough to prove you've taken it because cocaine comes out of your system so quickly. Mm, well, that's why I'm saying white substance and why you're the king and you can say cocaine without equivocation. No one else is saying cocaine. Yeah, but I don't know why. <laughs> I don't understand it. Everyone knows what it is. Sherbet? I don't know. Oh, come off it. <laughs> Everyone knows what it is. Um, yeah. More, do you know what? That's bad, but you know, people take recreational drugs. It's, you know, there's a, what's also illegal in the UK is, is marijuana. And we're talking about how it should be legal within the NFL. So, yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's differing views on, on what is and isn't drugs. I think we all agree that cocaine is, but <laughs> it's, um, it's one of those things where we understand that some people do that. Um, but mm. that wasn't the embarrassing thing. Have you watched the video? Uh, no. What? A wet blanket he was what? on this video. That's the more embarrassing thing. What are you talking about now, King? He's just he he was just extremely soppy and okay. saying how he, he missed this person who obviously didn't like him because she's released the video. <laughs> and obviously well, wasn't that's true. obviously wasn't his wife. Mm. So oh that's the like that's one that's horrific on your family. Yeah. And that's really embarrassing for them and, and especially his wife. Um so that's not good. But oh, <laughs> just super embarrassing for that guy. One point, I think it was one point six. You can't, you can't even talk about how good your O line was. No, so that O line is like Swiss cheese. Yeah, at the moment they were really good last year with Tunsil and stuff. Yeah, there's one of the Pouncy brothers there. Is he is he injured again? Because the one that plays for you is always injured. <laughs> yeah. Maurice, I think, is the uh, the other one. There's Maurice and Marquise, right? Marquise is mm-hmm. the Steeler. No idea. Let's move on. Let's go to Oakland. Okay. Oh, my word. Oakland, Oakland, Oakland. Joe Flacco hit Mike Wallace on two deep passes to spark Baltimore's struggling offense, and the Ravens got a fumble return for a touchdown by Jimmy Smith to beat the shorthanded Oakland Raiders 30-17 to on Sunday evening. Yep. The Raiders, playing without injured star quarterback Derek Carr and two key cornerbacks, played from behind all game as Jimmy Smith returned Jared Cook's fumble 20... Sorry... 
<laughs> returned Jared Cook's fumble, 47 yards for a touchdown that made it 14 nothing with just three minutes 50 into the game. Yeah. Uh, the right was on the wall at that point, wasn't it? It was, yeah. That was, it was really weird because the Ravens have had no pass offense, no deep ball threat at all through four games. Mm-hmm. And they turn up here in the Coliseum and they start launching it. Yep. And everything was just getting caught. That was the main thing Flacco was actually good at. I think he struggled with the intermediate crossing routes, struggled with the more sort of the closed window passes. One thing that Flacco had... And hope. He absolutely had a deep ball. He was one of the best deep ball throwers in the league. Well, someone like Tory Smith to pick it out. Absolutely. You know, you can call it just, you know, just hurling it, but I think... <laughs> it is. It is, it is an art. Um, there's, there's, t- there's people that are good at it, and he was mm. one of those guys. He just struggled with everything else, which I don't think is why he was ever called elite. Well, um, he was called elite. Was he? Well, he won a lot a Super of people Bowl. called him elite. He won a yeah. Super Bowl, and at one so point was Dilfer. the highest paid quarterback in the league. But, yeah. Straight um, after that Super Bowl win. Yeah, he planned that contract extension just yeah. right. Yeah, well, good for him. He's a shrewd businessman because he lived with his mum for about the first four years. He was playing for the Ravens. Saved on taxes, yeah. yeah. That's it. But yeah, they got torched by Wallace. They couldn't stop him. And uh, as predicted, EJ Manuel is what EJ Manuel is. <laughs> he is a fifty well, percent. He was great. He's a fifty percent thrower and yeah. one hundred and fifty yards. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they've not got the ground game going as well, which is which is must be frustrating for their for their fans and and their team because they were sort of built on the fact that they would run heavy early doors and then work off play action, and if they needed to, if they're behind, they 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 had the capacity to to launch it around. But Amari Cooper seems to have dropped off this year. Yeah, um, you know, Latavius Murray not being there has actually made a big difference. Which Crabtree is think, back this week. He looked good though. Yeah, he looked good, but I just think that. You know, without the the secondary threat of of Cooper, mm-hmm. um, that's made a big difference to them. And and obviously, losing your star quarterback is going to be, um, you know, it's Again. just going to derail any t- any team. But he, um, you know, especially one that where everyone had such high hopes for them. I mean, the Coliseum was rocking after Lynch's touchdown cut Baltimore's lead to twenty four seventeen late in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. But the Ravens, who had been held to three and outs on the first two drives of the second half. Responded with a 72-yard drive um, to a 21-yard field goal by Justin Tucker that gave Baltimore a 10-point lead. And then Flacco converted a pair of third downs on that drive as well. Yeah. So it kind of killed any momentum that the Raiders had started to build back. Yeah. So it was a very solid drive by the Ravens and they ended with a field goal as they always like to do. Yeah, yeah. Tucker's, you know, (laughs) it's hilarious that Tucker's the rock star of that team. (laughs) that's how many kicks he scores yeah so often he gets to celebrate jeez right anyway yeah good win for the Ravens bad loss for the Raiders frustrating loss because I don't think they'd you know I I don't think there's any way they'd even consider losing that game if they had Derek Carpe let's move on we've still got four games to go King even with with a bye week for a couple of teams no way I know let's go to LA uh, where Russell Wilson passed for 198 yards and a touchdown mm-hmm. and Earl Thomas forced two of the Rams five turnovers mm-hmm. it's not just Roethlisberger um, in the Seattle Seahawks 16-10 to victory over the Los Angeles Rams Jimmy Graham scored late in the first half in the defensive dominated win for the Seahawks who shut out the NFL's highest scoring offence in the second half of their second straight win over their NFC West rivals yep Wilson put on a performance of vintage resourcefulness repeatedly wriggling away from the Rams pursuing defence to make plays and Blair Walsh's two second half field goals turned out to be the difference 
Yeah. I don't know what I can add to that, really. I can keep going. The Seahawks the Seahawks <laughs> defence looked like the Seahawks defence of old. They and Sheldon Richardson Richardson is a huge addition for him. Mm. Which I think we mentioned both of us mentioned a couple of weeks ago, but yep. he's um it's the first time he's really stood out on, on He's the settling in nicely now, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, just him and Michael Bennett. Oh my god. Mm. So good. Well that's part of an injury watch for Michael Bennett. He did leave the game with a plantar fasciitis. Oh no. That's not good. Yeah. It's not good to say either. <laughs> so you said it in an accent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't want to try saying it properly. Um, yes, not great. No. But uh, that is a great defensive performance. No one on offense had a great day, really, stats-wise. I mean, Goff was uh, twenty-two of forty-seven for two hundred eighty-eight yards and two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Gurley had fifty yards total. Mm-hmm. Doug Baldwin had thirty-seven yards. So really, it's about defensive shout-outs. Yeah, it was just Higby, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Tyler Higby was the only real. Yeah, one um, got uh, out unscathed. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive shout out to Rams linebacker Mark Barron King. Yeah, we don't really talk about that guy, but he recorded 15 tackles, including 12 solo tackles, a tackle for loss, and a QB hit. Yeah. That guy was all over the field. Yeah, he was drafted, I think, eighth overall by the Buccaneers as a safety. Yeah, <laughs> he's now a linebacker. Bama. Bama. Yeah, no, very good player. He really suits that sort of like hybrid in the box safety, but you actually call him a linebacker because he's basically kind of there all the pretty time. Pretty much, yeah. Him and him and um, Cam Chancellor on the other opposing team play really similar sort of style. Yeah, um, both could you know constitute them as safeties or linebackers, really. Um, but yeah, Barron's a legend. Good play. He's 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 made massive strides forward since moving from the Bucks to the Rams. Mm-hmm. Good shout, Sheldon Richardson as well. He had a <laughs> yeah. boost of a game. Yeah, yeah. There good defensive performances, but uh, it came down to the last play, and uh, Seahawks held on. So yeah, I've great, super uh, felt bad much for Jared Goff, who threw nearly had a walk-off yeah. drop mic throw to Cooper Cup. Yes, who has been his go-to receiver. Frankly, they've built this real nice chemistry, and he's known for not dropping the ball coming out of college. That's right. And he had it, and then he <laughs> didn't have it, and then they lost. That's right. And that was the end of the game. He almost had it, but he never quite had it. No, yeah, that's. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's how you say I don't think he was ready to get it, basically. No, it was I don't a bit, think, a bit I, quick on like, the throw. Jared, you threw that? Yeah. So well. <laughs> Jared. Yeah. Shame. But a great win there. A much tougher win than it should have been, obviously, for the Seahawks, because they can't get Rams were supposed to be terrible after last season. So Yeah, the Seahawks much are struggling more offensively. Their defensive, frustratingly, is, is exactly where they need to be. The good news is, King, we've only got three games left, but the next two we're going to talk about are two probably games of the season. Okay. Beautiful games. And mm-hmm. we're going to start in Dallas. Okay. Where Aaron Rodgers threw a 12-yard touchdown pass to Devontae Adams with 11 seconds remaining, lifting Green Bay over the Dallas Cowboys 35-31 to in another thriller, nine months after the Packers' divisional playoff win on the same field. Yep. Adams was active 10 days after leaving the field on a stretcher, on a helmet-to-helmet hit that resulted in a suspension for Chicago linebacker Danny Dravathan. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. You're burning, you're <laughs> he, had, him, right? <laughs> he had seven catches for 66 yards and two touchdowns, so didn't seem to affect him too much. Yeah, no, good for him. He was Bayek. Yep. Dak Prescott had given the Cowboys a lead on an 11-yard touchdown run with 11, well, sorry, 1 minute 13 remaining to cap a 17-play drive that lasted almost nine minutes. Mm-hmm. But you kind of knew that that was still far too much time to give to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, everyone knew. It's a bit like when Tom Brady has a minute left to go and yeah, you win know a he's game. Score. Yeah, 
Hundred percent. Those, I think, those two are the two guys that you're like, well, it's done. Uh, yeah, long. we should have. We should have. <laughs> there was actually one point where they said that he should have just stopped on the goal line and just fallen over rather than scoring yeah, a, yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. But that's what because it happens in the. Do you remember the Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl where they um, Lynch like tried falling on the one lo- yard line? Yeah. And they just let him score because they were like, well, he got Brady's going to go back and <laughs> score on the other end anyway. Um, mm. Yeah, Ro- Rogers. Um, is back to his old self. You know, I know he's he's had a couple of seasons where he's not dipped. He's he's been great, but he was, had a couple of years where he was just untouchable. Yeah, and he he appears to be having one of those years again. Um, yeah, and he just loves playing against the Cowboys and loves being down <laughs> he just against, loves playing the against everyone. Let's yeah, face it. I I don't really know what Jason Garrett does. What? Like he what just in has, general or no? What? Just he has horrific his time management. There's oh. been a load of issues where he's iced his own kickers and they've missed the second one. That's happened. Yeah, he's you know he's not calling timeouts when he should be. He's not slowing the game down. He's going for touchdowns just to get ahead rather than knowing just know who you're playing against as well. You're in field goal. No, you're that enemy. Point. That's what 100. percent So it's I I don't really know what he does. <laughs> I'm not going to defend Garrett Bot. Okay, he's um, <laughs> just needs some rewiring. He does, uh, yeah. But Rogers is great, um, and Jones. <laughs> Thanks for that. The difference for um, the difference for the Packers this season, and why they are one of the top two or three teams so far this season, um, is Jones at running back. Aaron Jones has only been it for two games. Don't care. He's a rookie. He's the difference. He just gives them another dimension. He makes you stay true to the run. What was it 125 yards and a touchdown today? Yeah. That was like that's like pre really fat Eddie Lacy numbers. Like mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> and plus hmm. plus I think Adams and uh Nelson have since the start of 2016 scored the most touchdowns. They're one and two for touchdowns as a receiver. Are they really? 20, for, I think, for Nelson and 16 for Devontae Adams. It's all about who you know, isn't it, in this Well, game. that's a that's a little fancy nugget for you guys out there. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you want to make a trade, go for Adams or, uh, or Nelson. Ooh. I wasn't too mad at um, Dak Prescott running in a touchdown because he's my fantasy quarterback, so we No, that's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> um, However, just some quick... I feel bad for him because Prescott actually didn't have a you know three touchdowns and, and an interception. I think you'd take that most weeks. Yes. Uh, there were actually five lead changes in the fourth quarter of this game, King. All right. Which is very nice. I didn't know that. Defensive end David Irving returned from a four-game suspension for Dallas with two sacks. Looking very good. Yeah, that was good. Uh, and Des Bryant's 10-yard scoring catch made him the second Dallas receiver with 70 for his career. Hall of Famer Bob Hayes is the franchise leader with 71. So that's uh, due to get smashed sooner or later. What, he's got 70 touchdowns for... Dallas. Dallas? Yeah. He's got more than Michael Irvin? Didn't know that. Good for Des. Yeah, so he's now only one behind Bob Hayes. That's amazing. Who's got a jacket? I would have so. absolutely thought that Michael Irvin would have been there, who also has a jacket. There you go. Oh, amazing. Good also, for Des. Also, Mason Crosby missed two extra points in the first half. <laughs> one hit the post and one was wide left. What is going on? I don't know. What is going on? Some people have got kickers, some people just don't. Didn't they move it back five yards and it's just caused. Yeah, it's just caused wow. chaos, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for Mason Crosby, as he used to be great at extra points. Yeah, but everyone, everyone <laughs> seems. I've never seen last season. I've never seen more kicks missed. 
Mm. So, it was absolutely mad. Yeah, what a game, though. What a that game. was a great game, but I think I've got a better one for you. Okay. Sunday night. Oh, no, you. T- I thought Monday night was the one you would no. said was the best game. No, I said two of the three were great oh. games. Monday night was so when- <sighs> stinker. <laughs> Sunday night. Yep. Sunday night. Yep. Ooh, we knew it was going to be good before it even happened. Yep. Alex Smith threw. For, oh, I can't even start this. Alex Smith threw for 324 yards and three touchdowns yep. to help the Kansas City Chiefs remain undefeated and white hot with a 42 to 34 victory over the Houston Texans on Sunday night in a game. Oh no, where JJ Watt broke his left leg. Yeah. So when healthy, these are two of the most exciting teams to. Yes. And maybe most dangerous teams to play against. Yes. Difference is now the Texans really aren't healthy because they've also lost Whitney Merciless. Yeah, torn peck. Oh, he's out for the year. Yeah, they're both done for the season. Uh, JJ had surgery last night. Okay. Same as OBJ. Not I imagine like JJ Watt's the kind of guy who do his own surgery though. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can just see him over an old stove with a yeah. <laughs> with a needle and a kettle boiling. This is it. Yeah, and a plank of wood for his tea. Yeah, that's it. Really go for it. Um, yeah, let's get back to the game, shall we? Um, to Sean Watson's 48-yard touchdown pass got the Texans within six early in the fourth quarter before Smith extended the lead for Kansas City to 32-20 to on a 10-yard pass to DeAnthony Thomas. Remember him? Uh, with about nine minutes left. And then, of course, Tyreek here reminded us why we don't remember DeAnthony Thomas. Because he padded the lead when he returned a punt 82 yards for a touchdown. It was a thing of beauty. Yeah, everyone's super scared of him. They should you be. See, no, I know, but you should see when they line up. They all, they're really clever. This is why, this is why the Chiefs are so hard to play against because yep. they play like almost a college style offense with constant moving. You know, there's there's read options. The quarterback's running as well, mm-hmm. but they're not like a college because the quarterback actually can hit real tight windows. Like it's right. so tough to play against because you're expecting this guy who's predominantly run first. He might burn you three or four times a game, but you take those risks. Yeah. Whereas Smith is so accurate and do- and just seems to always pick the right play. They're so tough to play against, and that's why they put up so many points. Very good but at progression. Any time they move, yeah, he is brilliant with that. But any time they move Hill on the line of scrimmage, you can see the whole defense like doesn't know what to do. Or clench at the same time. Seriously, it's it's amazing <laughs> the amount of havoc that one guy causes. And it's not just him though. We've got so many weapons now. Yeah, for sure. Before I talk about them, though, I've got to say to Sean Watson, again... Does he only throw touchdowns? He had 16 completions, five of them were touchdowns. Yeah. 261 yards, five touchdowns. I mean, the shine was marred off his performance by J.J. Watt. The three-time, i just got to say it quickly, the three-time defensive player of the year. He was injured in the first quarter, and the team announced that he'd sustained a tibial plateau fracture, Ooh. which is worse than an ACL tear because you've actually broken the bone rather than just tearing a, a muscle. Right, okay. So this is a worse injury than is, if it had been an ACL. Yeah. Um, it's a season ender. Um, and the defensive end returned this season after missing the last 13 games last year after his second back surgery. Yeah. He's, uh, he's we're we're being robbed of, of JJ Watt field time. This is really disappointing. Yeah, it's frustrating. The game. It is super frustrating. And will he be the same when he comes back? He He didn't look... I know... He'd only had a few games to come back, so I still think he would have come back to the player he was. But yeah. he's still he's still disruptive. These, he is disruptive, but you keep having these issues and injuries. You look at what happened 
after a couple of surgeries with Peyton Manning had. I know it's a different position, but he just couldn't throw the ball the same. Yeah. Um, so you that hope, was a neck surgery. You hope that's not the case. This is a broken leg for a defensive yeah. end. Like this yeah. is still. You're not. Well, a human's not supposed to look like that. No. I get told that all the time as well. <laughs> yeah, but for much different reasons. <laughs> Oh, let's talk about some other players then. Kansas City's Chuck Hendrick West. Yeah. He caught two touchdown passes, and Travis Kelsey had eight receptions for 98 yards in the first half. Uh, but didn't return after halftime, and the team said he was being evaluated for a concussion. Okay. Kansas City rookie Kareem Hunt, 29 carries for 107 yards to give him 400-yard rushing games this season, King. Yeah, he's doing amazing. Five games, four games over 100 yards. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Just, just a little bit. Pretty impressive. On the other side, John Dre Hopkins had four receptions for 52 yards with three touchdowns after catching two late scoring passes when the game was out of reach. Yeah. But if you've got him on your fantasy team... Yeah, you're loving him. Yeah. Yeah, same with Will Fuller, 57 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, he was on my fantasy team. He heard himself again. He himself again. He looks rapid. He is rapid. This might have been the game with the two fastest players I think I've seen. Speed kills. Oh, just Hill and... uh, and, uh, and Fuller, Fuller together Ooh, on a, on a, I just want to see him race do you know what? I'd just you pay mean... to watch them two race yeah the whole time yeah <laughs> that'd be great no fantastic game and both teams played brilliant well just really unfortunate for the Texans they've got some injuries yes and with that King if you've got nothing else to say on that game we'll go to Monday night mm-hmm. <sighs> Chicago Monday night Case Keenum led three second half scoring drives in relief of Sam Bradford and the Minnesota Vikings, I should say, spored prized rookie quarterback Mitchell Trubisky's debut with a 20-17 victory over the Chicago Bears. Uh, Kai Forbath kicked a 26-yard field goal in the closing seconds after Harrison Smith intercepted Trubisky, and the Vikings came away with a win after dropping two of the last three. Bradford could barely move after missing three straight games because of swelling and soreness in his left knee. He was just 5 of 11 for 36 yards and was sacked four times including a safety by Leonard Floyd. Uh, the other thing I've got to say is that Joe McKinnon had a 58-yard touchdown run and Everson Griffin contributed a strip sack against Trubisky that led to a field goal and the Vikings beat Chicago on the road for just the third time in 17 games. Yeah. Well put. Yeah. So what do you reckon? Do you see anything of uh, any of the highlights or anything of this game? I did. What do you reckon then? I think that Floyd might be the next elite pass rusher in the league and that's what I think that's that's a bold statement that's what I think he was crazy good okay. crazy good frighteningly fast off the line he looks like he's ta- you know he's got more moves now than just being a speed rusher you know he's ball rushing people he was cutting on the inside he was going on the outside he's, his bend is fantastic what separates the elite guys from the guys that get sort of 5-10 sacks a season um so that's a real positive for the Bears. I suppose you you and people will want to talk, hear me talk about Trubisky. Um, I was actually okay with that performance. I think they, they yeah. tailored the offense around him. There's a lot of uh, of rollouts, um, which I think he did well. You know, I know he threw the interception mm-hmm. and got super lucky on his touchdown throw. But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, um, his arm talent looks, tip. His arm talent looks good. He throws a tight spiral. Um yeah, he just he you know he needs to just learn when to throw it away and and when not to. Unfortunately, his first touchdown was one of those ones that he probably should have thrown away. 
or throwing it a bit higher. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, you know, the difference is it, you know it's gonna be tough for him. First game against a team with some fantastic players on on defense, and actually yeah. the the pick itself by Smith was was wasn't a terrible throw by Trubisky. It was in the right area, and and Smith just made a real good play on it. So, um, positive signs for him in his first game. So this wasn't the easiest game to throw him into. Absolutely not. No. No. At home against a division rival. Yeah. Who want to hurt you? Yeah, and who've got a fantastic defense. Hmm. Um, it's just a shame they had the. You know, they, they started Bradford when they really shouldn't have done. No, silly, really, because Keenum's not been bad this so far this season. No, I'm a bit shocked that they didn't go with him initially from the start. And the fact he came in and slang it around again. Yeah. Seventeen twenty-one, hundred and forty yards and a touchdown. You know, there's a Jekyll and Hyde quarterback. There's the old gunslinger that we saw two weeks ago. Where, <laughs> yeah, and where's he been week? all my life? <laughs> Four touchdowns or bust. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, this is it. So, um, yeah, good win for the Vikings. But yeah, disappointing for Trubisky. It would have been nice for him to get stuck kick off with the win. Oh well, life is seldom fair. Right. <laughs> And with that, King, we have just wrapped up all the games for week five. Yep. Let's have a break and let's come back and do the picks for week six, shall we? Let's. Welcome back, guys. The Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the week five recap show and we have recapped week five, King. We so have. So it's time now to go on to week six predictions. Let's. Before we do that, though. Before we do that, we have to recap your picks from last week. Okay. Because this is the first time ever you were challenged. I was. From the outside by one of our listeners, Kimmy AKB. Yeah. And the, uh, the the results are in. Do you want to hear these? I would love to hear them. Out of a possible 14, right, Kimmy got six. Yep. And you got eight. Well. So congratulations. I think I'm... It's unlikely, based on that performance, that I'm going to be called out again. <laughs> well, you say that. Have I been called out? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> You've done very well, sir. Who you got over, stuff up this week? You got over half, yeah. over 50% on your picks. Mm-hmm. But we have other listeners, all right? Yep. And uh, Nick the Jet now has stepped up. Oh, my and God. And is willing to uh, put his picks against yours Here we go. for okay. week six. Right. So what I need you to do yeah. is give me the winner for each game yeah. and I'll tell you what Nick has picked yeah. and then next week we'll see if uh, you're still worthy of the crown the king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. Thursday game is the Philadelphia Eagles going to the Carolina Panthers. Ooh. <laughs> Eagles. I thought you might but uh, any particular reason why is just because you love Carson Wentz? I think Carson Wentz is brilliant. To be fair, this is a really, this is a really tough, this is a really (laughs) tough, um, this is a really tough pick for me because that Carolina defense has been fantastic, and Cam Newton this week was brilliant. But yes, I just think the Eagles are a better team. Okay, so I'm going to go with them. All right, despite the fact they're playing away from home. Well, that is not what Nick has gone for. Oh, he's gone for the Panthers at home. Okay, Uh, let's move on to Sunday then. Yep. And let's go with the Detroit Lions yep. at the New Orleans Saints. Oh my god. Why is every game tough this year? It's because no teams really <laughs> separate themselves beyond The Chiefs. The Chiefs, yeah. Um Lions at New Orleans. Yes. I think the New Orleans are gonna win. Ooh. So does Nick. Okay. 
We need to start getting some differences here because I'm I'm actually worried about that Carolina pick. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so let's try the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep, going to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh the Bucks. Yeah, Nick's gone with the the Bucks as well. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately for you, he has. seems very wise. <laughs> <laughs> let's go for another one. Yep. Let's go for the Sunday night game, actually. Let's, let's do it. Let's try Giants at Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, Bron- yeah, Broncos is the pick he's got down here as well. Oh, we need to start getting some different picks. Broncos. Well, I went for str- an easy one for Broncos you. Broncos are one of the strongest teams in the league this so far this season. They have done very well. Mm. Quietly going about their business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they're off a buy as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's try then the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. They're playing in Baltimore. I'm gonna go with the Baltimore Ravens. Mm, another win for the Ravens, eh? To beat the Chicago Bears. Nick's gone for the Ravens as well. I don't like your picks on this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, this should be quite easy. The Miami Dolphins. Yep. At. Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Falcons are going to beat the Dolphins. <laughs> Do you know what? Nick's picked the Falcons as well on that interesting. one. Interesting. Yeah, it's a, a strong choice, I think, from Nick, though. This one could be interesting, then. This is one of the later games on Sunday. Yep. It's the LA Rams at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Interesting. I'm going to go with... Oh, sorry, that noise will probably get picked up. I've never probably. done that before in my life. What was that? I don't even know. That's my mouth. Blowing a bubble. Um... I think that the Jaguars are going to beat the Ooh. LA Rams. I like the matchup because I think the real dynamic weapon for, for the Rams is obviously Todd Gurley. Yeah. Um, but those linebackers mixed with Calais Campbell stuffing the middle. I think they'll be able to... Stuffed. I don't think they'll be able to hold Gurley to beyond 100 yards combined, but I think that'll be enough for them to win the game. You said this a couple of weeks ago and the Rams went off. So are you sure about this? Yeah. Okay. Well, Nick's gone for the Rams, so we have got a difference in picks here. Perfect. Like okay, that. okay. Just You're more happy about that one, you think I just you... want to make it controversial, because I need to give him a hiding. <laughs> but you don't even know what he's picked. I know. <laughs> you just thought he might have gone for the Rams. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So let's go with the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. This is the Monday night game, by the way. Okay. Indianapolis Colts at Tennessee Titans. Oh, God. The, the game of backup quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. At Tennessee. Colts at Titans. I think that the Titans are going to win against the Colts. Nick thinks the Colts are going to win. Okay. So I like Brissett. I think Brissett's the better quarterback, but mm-hmm. I just think that the oh yeah Titans are going to run all over him this week. Okay. Uh, let's go uh, the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. at the Houston Texans. Texans. Straight face, straight face Te- it. Come on, Texans. Have some respect. Texans for me, gonna yes. win that one. Uh, Nick, Nick is not stupid either, so he's gone no. for the Texans. What do you think? Plus or minus one and a half sacks <laughs> for Miles Garrett this week. Ooh, ooh, minus, minus, minus. So one or zero? One. Okay. I'll give I'll give him a sack. Three sacks in two games ain't bad. Yeah, no, that is not at all. Uh. New England Patriots. <laughs> Need I say more? Go on. At on. New York Jets. Oh, Patriots. Do you know what? 
I know that Nick is a Jets fan, but right. this must have torn his heart out to pick the Pats as well. But he has oh god, the Patriots in New York. What? Oh, he's this just shows the competitive. This nature. guy wants to win this week. Absolutely wants to win. Yeah, because I emotion al- at the door. I almost always pick Chargers. <laughs> you do <laughs> when it's completely unjustified. Yeah, like and they get annoyed week. when we win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They ca- literally cannot win in your eyes. Oh, Nick has stepped up to the plate. Mm. Okay. He wants this. Yeah. Okay, so next game. Right. Is the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. at the above average Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it normally makes me laugh when I don't pick the Steelers. But yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to I'm gonna beat you, mate. <laughs> well, you can think as much as you like. I'll be honest. Nick the only reason the same I, thing. The but, only uh, reason I want the I Steelers to win is so you can stop saying white hot when you say the Chiefs. That really gets on my nerves, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why it gets on my nerves. I don't know either. But... The fact it does means I will never stop saying it, even if the. Oh they no, you don't can't. Mean... If they're not white hot, you can't do it. It's got to be justified white hot. Uh, but Magnolia yeah, I think, hot. I think. Oh my god! Please stop. <laughs> the uh, I think, cream. Yeah, eggshell hot. Yeah. I um. I think that the. Biscuit hot Chiefs are going to win. They're, they're white hot still. All right, they're the only team that's unbeaten in this this league. Okay, all right, they're white. They are white hot. White hot. Uh, so three games left. Mm-hmm. Green Bay Packers at Minnesota Vikings. Packers. Packers. I think the Packers will beat the Vikings. It'd be different. It'd be a tougher game if um, Dalvin Cook was there because I think that run game would go off. But I think that Rogers is just too good this year. Well, uh, Nick's gone for the Vikings. Ooh. We've got some differences this week. You and Kimmy seem to have been, you know... Colluding. Collu- yeah. Do you smell collusion? In a tree. You know, I don't know. But uh, yeah, you seem to be very close on your pick last week. But yeah. this week, I love this. I think because geographically I want, I want be our teams were quite close. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Same mindset. Two games left. San Francisco 49ers yep. at Washington Redskins. San Francisco 49ers at the Redskins Redskins are going to beat the Niners Redskins were a real dogged team this year well coached uh, and they got a gunslinger quarterback and I just don't see enough talent on that secondary to pick off Cousins because he's there to be you know he can have those games uh, where he throws interceptions I just don't see that they have the ability to do that in Mm. San Francisco It's it's a tough old year for him and this probably isn't the game that's going to help them they're in a complete rebuild mode so uh, yeah. yeah I think there's patience there new GM new coach six year contracts yeah, yeah it should be fine yeah. but yeah Nick's gone for the Redskins as well shrewd move mm-hmm. last game then King yep I saved you the best for last okay the Los Angeles Chargers okay at the Oakland Raiders Chargers what Chargers <laughs> oh no you've done it again you've fallen into a trap of being a Chargers fan and picking the Chargers when you really shouldn't. Chargers. Cars oh. out still, right? Yeah. Yeah, Chargers. <laughs> That's right. the only reason I'm picking them. There is no way. Last year, I think I picked the Raiders twice against mm. the Chargers. But this year is a different story with the likes of Derek Carr out injured. Yes. I think it's just a different team. Lacks confidence when Carr's not there. Well, maybe this is uh, throwing the bird to you, but Nick's definitely gone for the Raiders on this one, so... What? Just as a kind of uh, exclamation point on the pick, I think he. I think that Nick has a real issue based on the fact that he doesn't know that my first ever game I saw live in a stadium, yeah, 
was a New York Giants game. <laughs> I think that deep down he knew <laughs> to come at you that there was yeah there was going to be some animosity there. Um, yeah, there's you know a rivalry building. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, the Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, Dallas Cowboys, and Seattle Seahawks are on a bye, mm-hmm. so they get to sit back, relax, and watch and enjoy the the the, the picks. As do we. We do. We Although t- we totally do. Just a little bit of housekeeping. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually going to be in the country this weekend, King. What? So I'm going to a big fat Polish wedding. So okay. If I survive this this weekend, yep. Um, I will be back. Okay. On Tuesday to do the uh, the pod. Yeah. Because I'm just that professional. And if not, ratings will skyrocket. No. No, I mean because well, there'll be like a big. What? I don't know. I meant just... what I said. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it as a complete mark of disrespect. That's okay. No. <laughs> Sure, there'll be like a following. We'll create some sort of Facebook page, and from there, Pray we'll generate. For Jim. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All right. Well, anyway, that's what I meant. So it mean, but what? One of the reason I'm saying it is because I doubt I'll have a chance to watch any games. So I'll be oh, completely. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of pressure on me then to actually yeah. watch the games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, you're going to have to do most of the analysis next week. Is what I'm saying. That's fine. I will try my best to catch up when I get back, but yeah. I you'll won't be, have a lot of time. You'll be fine, mate. You'll be fine. I yeah. believe in you. I'll just like uh, clockwork orange my eyes open and uh, watch games all <laughs> Tuesday until, uh, until the podcast. Well, enjoy the wedding. Thanks, man. Yeah, and uh, thank you very much for listening, guys. And thank you, of course, to Kimmy for last week for putting the picks in. Yep, and we'll up. get her later on in the year to try again and you know for a revenge pick. Yep. And thanks to, to Nick the Jet. If you want to follow him on Twitter, go to Ning Ning. And uh, yeah, you should be following that guy. It's a cool guy. Yep. Um, but that's it for this week until next week guys I've been Jim that's been the king and thank you so much for listening (laughs) 